Welcome to the Mala Movement Podcast. Each episode we share our experience and research on all things natural living, holistic health and mindful being. We are so grateful that you're hanging out with us. Let's dive on in. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode. It is number 20 and it is another solo episode with just myself today. Mark is actually busy working on the van. It is still going. The build is still happening. He's currently tiling at the moment. And after I record this, I'm going to pop out and help him paint a little bit because we just got a few little things to do with that. But he's busy there. I didn't want to pull him away from that. So he's just myself. And this week I want to chat about bloating because I get so many messages about it and I know a lot of people are unnecessarily suffering with it and don't know what's causing it. They're just like, I have no idea, but I constantly feel like I'm three months pregnant. This is not right. What's going on? So I'm going to share seven common causes of bloating with you to hopefully shine some light on why it's actually happening. So you feel less alone and it's like there's nothing wrong with you. There's just a deeper issue that isn't being, I guess, addressed rest. So I just want to first say though, if your bloating is accompanied by any of the following symptoms, it is good to just get it checked over by your GP to rule out anything more serious. So if you also have a fever or skin rashes, hives, or any signs of allergic reaction or vomiting, nausea, blood in your urine or stools, especially in your stools, um, that can be a sign of some sort of bleeding in the lower abdomen. Unintentional weight loss is also another thing to look out for. And if you're chronically constipated or experiencing diarrhea, because if that's happening, you know, six months plus, like chronically, that can affect other things. So if you're having chronic diarrhea, you're depleting your body of a lot of nutrients and can become quite dehydrated. And with constipation, that ongoingly, you will be storing a lot of toxins in the body. That is something just to get checked over. I know some people don't get much help from their GP around constipation and diarrhea beyond, you know, take an anti-diarrheal or a gastro stop or take a laxative. That's something that I work with people a lot around in a more natural and holistic way. But again, it's just good to double check. And also if you're having pain around your lymph nodes, like around your groin, your throat, your armpits, if they're quite inflamed or giving you pain, also severe fatigue, brain fog, trouble concentrating, irregular periods or hemorrhoids. So they're just like a little bit of a red flag caution. Just get a check over. It pays to just check. They might just run in a couple extra tests just to rule out anything serious. And then you can work with more of that natural holistic approach if you choose to, to start getting down to the root cause. And just to piggyback off what I was saying before, when people are going to the doctor for digestive or gastrointestinal issues like bloating, like constipation or diarrhea, a lot of the time they're getting diagnosed with IBS or they're not actually getting much support beyond that take a laxative or take an antidiarrheal. That can be helpful in the short term, that sort of treatment strategy, because obviously you sometimes do want to plug yourself up if you're experiencing diarrhea at work, but doing that long term, it's not the most optimal. There's a reason that your body is ejecting the food out so quickly. So it's important to get down to that root cause, but I understand there is a time and a place for something like an antidiarrheal as well as a laxative. If you're 
bowels are full on, like I've been constipated before and it can send your bowel into an absolute spasm. I've had spasming all the way up to my shoulders from my bowel from being so constipated. And that was after a surgery and I was on strong painkillers, but I was already mildly constipated before going on that or going through that process. So it just tipped me over the edge and I ended up in hospital in a severe amount of pain and yes, x-ray showed that I was full of poop. So that is something where a laxative can help move things along temporarily. Like it's, it's that quick thing that some people need at times. So I'm not saying that there's not, they're wrong or there's not a time and a place. Of course there is, but it's important to also dig a little bit deeper because there was a reason why I was already constipated. So in saying all of that, I want to get to these seven reasons why you might be feeling that bloating. So the first one, I was already alluding to it, but it's constipation. This one's definitely for most people more obvious. If you have a bloated stomach, you could just be constipated or missed like going to the toilet that morning because when you're either not going properly to the toilet. So some people are going to the toilet daily, but not having a very satisfying poop. And I know I'm talking a lot about poop right now, but I'm a naturopath. It is so normal for me to talk about poop. I want to know about your poop. It is definitely a question I ask in consultation. So it's normal for me. I'm not awkward about it. You don't have to be awkward about it either. But when you are going to the toilet and emptying your bowels, you want to make sure that it is a satisfying poop because if you're doing like little rabbit droppings or you're not feeling complete, like, oh, there's still stuff in there. I don't, that wasn't satisfying. You know what I'm talking about. If you're getting that, you might be mildly constipated, even if you are going daily. Okay. So it needs to be a full clear out usually. Otherwise, a lot of the case, I know a lot of people, they have that oh my God, I'm carrying a poo baby. It feels like I'm carrying a poo baby. I have been there. (laughs) So I know how that feels and it's not nice. And when you're full of shit, you feel like shit. So that's just something to look into more. One of the main things to look at when you are experiencing any degree of constipation is just coming back to water. Are you drinking enough water? Because when your bowels are all dried up, nothing's going to slip through and move through as it should. You're just like a dried up old creek. So things are going to become stagnant and things won't move properly. So up the water, make sure you're getting your basic needs. Usually it's around eight glasses minimum for women. And that's just on a usual day. But if you're exercising, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, or if you're sweating a lot, all sorts of scenarios, you need more water. So make sure you're getting your basic needs of water met to make sure it's all pushing things along properly as it should be. And there's many other things that you can do for constipation and help facilitate that process and make sure you're having a satisfying poop. I go way deeper into that in my digestion reset program, but the first things first, I just want you to concentrate on water for now. So start with that and see how it goes. The second reason why you might be experiencing bloating is due to low stomach acid. So low stomach acid will lead to inadequate protein digestion. And that actually causes some foods to sit and ferment in the stomach, causing pain and gas and bloating. And I just want to add on that low stomach acid can also cause unwanted viruses, bacteria and parasites to thrive in your system. And this can cause infection and all sorts of issues. Because your stomach acid is actually like that gateway keeper. So when viruses or parasites come in through your mouth or somehow into your digestive tract, 
through the food you eat or water you're drinking, your stomach acid is meant to burn and kill off these bugs so they don't overtake and overgrow in your stomach environment. So that's like your gateway keeper. You want stomach acid. A lot of people talk about the alkaline diet and we need to become more alkaline. You don't want your stomach to be an alkaline environment. Obviously, there are cases where there's too much stomach acid. That is another issue. But there is an epidemic in low stomach acid and it is something that is so overlooked by, I find, the general medical community. A lot of people are getting put on antacids from reflux and it's actually because they're getting it because their stomach acid is too low and food is fermenting, causing a lot of bubbles and gas in the stomach and it's pushing up food back up the esophagus because it's sitting in there longer than it should be. So that's how a lot of natural practitioners look at this issue and it's actually getting down to the root cause of why things like bloating and reflux is happening instead of just popping a antacid because that seems to numb the pain but it's not actually addressing why that pain's there. And this is something that I spoke about in my veganism episode where a lot of people who are following a plant-based diet or a strict vegan diet over the long term can develop low stomach acid, which was the case for me. There was other factors that were playing into it, but diet can play a role as well. So there's many things that can cause stomach acid to lower and I was able to rebuild my digestive fire and rebuild my stomach acid because I was always sick. As I said, the stomach acid helps kill off unwanted viruses and parasites and things like that. So I was able to rebuild mine after I did quite a bit of damage when I was following a strict vegan diet, but also doing a lot of lifestyle things that weren't supporting that. And one way you can actually tell or that indicates that you do have low stomach acid is when you're burping a lot after meals. So, or when you burp and you can clearly smell the food that you ate an hour ago, that is a little bit of a indicator that you might have low stomach acid. So something to think about or become aware of if you are burping after meals, that can be a sign. And now number three, which is food intolerances and sensitivities. So things like lactose intolerance, for example, it's a really common reason people are getting, you know, all that gas and bloating after eating dairy. And there is degrees to lactose intolerance. Obviously, some people, it sends them straight to the toilet. They've got diarrhea and others. It's just that bloating, that mild sort of symptoms of bloating and gas. And there is actually a range of foods that many people can become sensitive to, causing bloating and even cramps and diarrhea, which is why throughout my Digestion Reset program, I actually share with you a plan on what foods exactly to reduce and what nourishing foods and recipes to go for instead. And this is really important and so worthwhile doing, as I found myself and many other people that once they actually start to restore their gut lining and remove all the irritating foods, their digestive function, their gut lining, and everything starts to rebuild itself and you're actually able to tolerate more foods because you may even find that at the start you were intolerant to just one type of food and now you're becoming more sensitive or more reactive to more foods and that's because that deeper issue hasn't been addressed. So once you start doing all that gut healing work, you're able to usually reintroduce some certain types of foods and enjoy them in moderation. So 
that's one of the perks of actually doing the work and getting down to the root cause of your digestive issues. And now number four, which is inability to break down sugar, carbohydrates, and fats. So certain enzymes such as amylase and lipase are needed to break down carbohydrates and fats. And without enough of these enzymes, carbs and fats can trigger bloating, diarrhea, and constipation as these foods will just sit in your stomach way longer than they need to because they're not getting broken down. So if your body isn't producing enough of these enzymes for a range of different reasons, that's when bloating, stomach cramps, and diarrhea after eating can happen. So if you are experiencing that, you may be lacking or your body might be not be properly producing enough of these digestive enzymes. And as I said, there's a number of things that could be causing this and stress is one of them. So learning to manage your stress is key as well as practicing mindful eating, which I dive deep into in my digestion reset program. And now on to number five, which is an imbalance of gut bacteria in the digestive tract. So there are trillions of different bacteria that live in your digestive tract. And when they become imbalanced by either you having too many or not enough of a certain bacteria species or strain, all sorts of digestive chaos can happen like diarrhea, constipation, gas, bloating, and IBS type symptoms. And please notice how I said either too much or not enough. And this is really important because I know many people simply start popping a probiotic capsule, hoping for the best, though if there's an overgrowth of bacteria, you could actually be making things worse. So this is why this step is actually generally later in the process because you want to make sure that you're setting up a good environment for that beneficial bacteria to thrive and for the not so great guys to die off a little bit. So there is a process to it. But rebalancing that gut bacteria balance is key. So if you are experiencing bloating or any of those other digestive tight symptoms, it could be due to an imbalance in either too much or not enough. So that could be one of the reasons. And for number six, and this one's for my ladies, and it's around PMS. So PMS all the time, just before you start your bleed, a lot of people can experience bloating and fluid retention and even constipation or diarrhea from the internal spasming of the uterus. So some people with dysmenorrhea, which is painful periods, it's just a fancy name for it, but that can be from the spasming of the uterus, which there are plenty of natural like dietary things, lifestyle things and remedies to support those painful periods and just allow you to have a more harmonious menstrual cycle or bleed. There are things you can definitely do for that. But I just want to say experiencing slight bloating before or during your period can be normal to an extent. As a progesterone, which is the hormone that's produced in larger amounts from your mid-cycle until your bleed, that can affect your intestinal motility, which can impact the way your intestines move waste, aka your poop, through and out your body. Sometimes it can speed up the process, causing loose stools, or sometimes it can slow down the process, causing constipation and, of course, bloating. And having progesterone dominance, which is too much progesterone, can increase the severity and frequency of bloating and can even cause the gas, the diarrhea, constipation. I find many women with some degree of digestive issues tend to suffer a lot more during this phase of their cycle, like the second half of their cycle. But I find once they begin to rebalance their hormones through lifestyle support and rebuild their gut and digestive health, their symptoms do reduce. So yeah, please remember 
slight, slight amount of bloating can be normal, but bloating or digestive issues that are chronic, like ongoing or they're worse during that second half of your cycle or during your bleed isn't quite normal and can often be relieved with dietary and lifestyle support. So it's something that you don't have to really put up with. And I have mentioned this in another episode. I believe it was episode nine where I was talking about body image and the comparison trap that a lot of us get ourselves into. But even comparing your body from just before ovulation to your bleeding phase, your body will change. And it's important to know that to give your body that grace and allow it to change and change shape slightly, even if it's increasing a couple of kilos around your bleeding phase, that is normal. Your body is not going to be the same week to week. It does change. And it's important to know that as women, because I know many of us punish ourselves or think we're doing something wrong or our progress is getting all undone because our body isn't the same as it was two weeks ago. Your body will change shape slightly and that is totally normal. And your reproductive organs do take up space, which I do speak about in that episode. So if you want to dive more into body image things, I talk more about that in episode nine. But for now, I just want to say that your body will change shape and a little bit of bloating is normal. But if it is severe or chronic or getting worse or it's worse around that time than usual, it could pay to pay a little bit more attention to it and get that lifestyle, dietary and natural support to remedy that and make sure you're having a more harmonious bleed and that your hormones are all in balance. Okay, now lucky last, number seven, which is stress. And it is a massive elephant in the room when it comes to bloating and other digestive issues because it literally, stress literally turns off your digestive system because when your body is in stress mode or fight or flight mode, which is your sympathetic state, blood gets pulled out of your digestive organs. It gets pulled out and into the extremities. So there's no blood flow and energy going into the digestive system because your body is in stress response. It's wanting to run away. So blood's pumping to the extremities and to your legs and your arms to get you running from that stress. But the reality is Many people have that chronic low-grade stress going on. We're in that fight-or-flight state from work, from family life, relationship issues, life's pressures, toxins in the environment or from skincare, all of it. Sensory overload even. There's so much more going on to distract us that's putting us in that low-grade stress state. And a lot of us don't even realize how stressed we are until we get to finally feel the other side of it. It's like, far out like after you go on holidays a lot of people go on holidays and their digestive issues are gone because they don't have that same stress now i know that doesn't happen for everyone but some cases it does happen it goes away and it's a stress related things so addressing and managing stress is super important and in my digestion reset program i teach you how to activate your parasympathetic nervous system and that's the part of the nervous system that's responsible for rest digest and restore so that's where all the nourishment happens digestion happens your body recovers and rejuvenates itself and i also teach you how to get the gut and brain communicating properly again because there can be a bit of a dysregulation between the gut and the brain that's causing bloating or other types of digestive issues like ibs for example 
So I hope that was helpful. They are the seven common reasons that you might be bloated. As you're now aware, it goes a lot deeper than, oh, it just might be this food. There's a lot more going on. There is so many more deeper reasons. They are the seven common ones. There are others. And there are multiple ways that you can approach this. And if you're wanting more support in overcoming bloating or other digestive issues, I really invite you to check out my online five-week digestion reset program. I literally take you through step-by-step in getting your bowels working properly again, reducing all your trigger foods, rebalancing your stomach acid, enzymes, and gut bacteria, and managing stress, and a whole bunch more. And you also will get full access to the Holistic Living Hub, and that is filled with mini courses to help you eat better, sleep better, stress less, and manage things like food cravings and really just living a more natural life in harmony with nature, in harmony with yourself so your body can re-regulate itself because your body is able to do that given the right environment. It is a fully self-paced online program, so you really can go at your own pace. I have packaged it in a five-week process, but you can take as long as you need. You can start when you would like to start. You can finish when you want to finish. There's no race here as everyone takes their own time and applies at their own pace. And I think that's really important. There is no race here. The most important thing is that you're applying it step by step. And if you are wanting that more one-on-one support, there is an option to upgrade to five one-on-one coaching sessions throughout the program. So you have that extra support. I can give you more personalized guidance. You can get obviously more questions answered and just that extra support and accountability if you feel that would work better for you. If you'd like more information about the program, you can visit www.lauralaguno.com.au forward slash reset. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and I will chat to you in the next episode. Let me know, DM me if you found this helpful or what your takeaways were. I love hearing from you. Have a beautiful week and I'll speak to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us. We hope you loved this episode. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts with your favorite takeaway from this episode, because that way we know what you're loving and it also helps share this podcast with new people and get it into new people's ears and share the message. We would really, really value your support in that because that just really helps keep the podcast growing and allows us to keep on showing up in this way for you. Another way you can share the love is just simply sending this episode to someone you think would benefit or even just taking a screenshot and sharing it on your Insta stories and tagging us. We'd love to see that you're tuning in and get to know you over on the gram. So we'd love to see that. Again, thank you so much for hanging out and we'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye.